0: What's going on, Bulls fans? Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bulls Central. And guess what? Guess what? I found my glasses. I can see. I can see. Well, <laughs> welcome to your number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related. It's Saturday, so today is the mailback episode. We're going to dive into your voicemails and go over everything that you guys sent in over the course of the last week. We're also going to talk about Kobe White's comments about the Bulls and their summer, and then we'll go over Gordon Dragic having a big game. Over in Eurobasket, into all that and more on today's Chicago Bulls Central. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for all things Chicago Bulls, hosted by Hayes. All right, Bulls fans. So first up, we got Kobe White. Kobe White was interviewed and he talked about the Bulls and this is what he said. He said, we want to make the playoffs definitely, but we have championship standards over here. We are trying to win. Now, initially, my comedic thing when when reading that from Kobe Wise, we? 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 Are you even going to? But no. like it, the, the work that the Chicago Bulls have done this summer, the fact that they've been training together, uh, that they apparently have plans to do more training together and talk about the chemistry of the team, in which he did talk about the chemistry of the team growing. This is what you want to hear. and You know, I, I know I'm not necessarily beating a dead horse, but this is stuff that we've talked about. Once continuity was going to be the bet for A.K. Eversley, this is the type of things that you wanted to see. A team's that chem- that chemistry helps them exceed higher than maybe the sum of their parts would on paper. And Kobe White being a part of this, Kobe White, you know, I've talked about Patrick Williams and, you know, him doing workout. He worked and he played in another Drew Lee game and things like that, him and Dalen Terry. But it's also important for Kobe White. Kobe White, this is his first time having a full offseason. And no matter what happens with Kobe White, I've been very vocal in telling you guys, no matter if you're a Kobe supporter and you want to see Kobe stay on this team, or if you want to see Kobe White traded, you should want to see Kobe White play well to start the season because that's going to facilitate either one of those things happening more and more. And I've talked about, you know, I've asked the question, if Kobe's still inconsistent, does Dalen Terry possibly push uh, Kobe White out of the rotation or take some minutes from Kobe White, even though he's not the, nearly the score of Kobe White? But uh, I still maintain and say for a lot of the reasons last season if you remember one of the first biggest videos of this channel was last season off season I said the Chicago Bulls would be crazy to trade Kobe White that season not in all but in that season before they really got a chance to see what he looked like coming off the bench for an improved team now he did start off that that season, coming off an injury, he didn't have a full training camp, didn't have a full offseason. Again, this is Kobe White's first opportunity for that. So no matter what that future holds for Kobe, if Kobe can be a consistent player, it's it, we're going to see it. it like, there's, the excuses are gone for Kobe White. And some would say that the excuses were gone even before this. But now that Kobe has had this entire offseason, the fact that he did go to those five-on-five five workouts, the fact that he continues to help be around this team when they're building that quote-unquote chemistry. If Kobe White can come out of the gates, firing on all cylinders, being consistent like he was through a couple of the months of last season, it completely changes the dynamic of the Chicago Bulls bench and the offense as a whole. We don't have a scorer coming off the bench like Kobe White who can get us hot as quick and can do the different things that kobe white can do when he's on the thing with kobe white has always been turning that from something that we 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 get inconsistently and being uh, that consistent thing that you can bet on and that doesn't necessarily mean he doesn't have to be the 18 point per game uh score off the bench and even in some of his better runs averaging almost 16 points per game off the bench he doesn't necessarily have that if kobe white can give you a solid 14 to 15 points off the bench consistently, right? That's something you can bet, in, bet on night in and night out. We don't have any more of the two for 12 games from Kobe White and things like that. It completely changes the dynamic of this Bulls bench that ranked 29th in scoring last season. So I do think that that help that that can tremendously help the Chicago Bulls. And I and, you know, I have fallen short in also talking about what this offseason, what this competitiveness could mean for Kobe White. And I know a lot of Bulls fans don't want to hear that. I know a lot of Bulls fans, you know, just, they just want Kobe gone. And I and I understand that right. I, it's not that I don't understand that side of it either, but it's really at the at the at the end of the day, Kobe White is a bull. And until he's not a bull, you got to root on the kid, in my opinion, right? You want, you should want to see him be more consistent. Like I said, in this case, no matter what side of the fence you are on, on the trade or keep Kobe, you want, you should want to see him play well to start the season because it's going to bowl well. The Bulls can get a better asset for it. If, if you do want him traded cope, this is going to be in, in many ways, a make or break season for Kobe white, not just for the Chicago bulls, because guess what? If Kobe white comes out, and he plays inconsistent and he doesn't up losing minutes to and Terry the Bulls aren't going to be able to trade him by the deadline not to get back anything significant and for Kobe White going into restricted free agency when the team does have matching power and and the the league opinion around you is that you're just not consistent or just not it that's not something Kobe White or his man or his management agent or anything should want so it it's 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 best for all parties involved that Kobe plays the best that he can and like I've said before I do think that there is a world in which Kobe plays well enough that the Chicago Bulls do re-sign him this summer. Now, I think that that gets slimmer and slimmer every month. It gets slimmer and slimmer every week. It gets slimmer and slimmer every time he does not play well. But there is is a chance of that happening, much like with this offseason. A lot of us thought Derrick Jones Jr. was going to be gone. Look at what happened. He's back. A lot of us thought that the Bulls were going to bring in some better players as well. But like, so you never know how it's gonna go. It's the NBA. It's so up and down, and, and players can have breakout seasons randomly when you when just when you decide to count them out. Now, again, I don't know by breakout, that, that may be a strong of word, but I definitely think that Kobe he has a skill set there. It's just refining that skill set, making it more consistent, giving more effort on the defensive end of the ball as well, which he did kick up some last season. And then seeing what we can have with with Kobe White, seeing what we can then get for Kobe White, whatever it turns into. So yeah. You know, shout out to him for for recognizing and talking about the chemistry of this team, and hopefully he continues to improve. Now, another player that was brought in, and some players, some fans think that he was brought in to replace Kobe White, which I still think is is not the truth. But Goran Dragic over in Eurobasket scoring twenty eight points and hitting the game winner—that's like the fact that even in what my last, when I was over on uh, uh, Locked On Fantasy Basketball, when I did, I think was my last video, that Goran Dragic has been on a steady decline. Now, again, it's European basketball. It's completely different style. It's a pl- completely different level of competition, but it does, especially this player coming in and maybe being the shooter for the Chicago Bulls, maybe being the back end of the bench, maybe being the guy that we have to rely on more because of injury, whatever it is, to see Korn Drogic still be able to have this impact, it, 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 it definitely, it, it just feels good, right? That's, at the end of the day, that's all it's about. It just, it makes you feel good about the players on this team. And again, Players step being able to step up in times of need. We're going to need it, whether it is just because a player uh, is just not having a, a good game, or hopefully it's not because of any player um, being injured. We don't want to see injuries, but you just never know how you're going to need to reply, re- rely on a player. And so, because of that, I definitely hope, definitely hope that Goran Dragic, not this type of impact. I don't think he's going to have that. And he doesn't need to have that on the Chicago Bulls team. But I do, I do. It does make me feel good that we have a player that can. Maybe go into this sometimes, even if it's only 65, 70% of this, can give that. Now, one thing that came out uh, last yesterday as well is from Daniel Greenberg, Shy Sports Update. You need to follow him if you're a fan of Chicago sports. He said that earlier today, DeMar DeRozan and Patrick Williams played at the Drew Hallin NBA runs, and they played with Jason Tatum and Trey Young, Chet Holmgren, Cole Anthony, and Victor Oladipo. This has been a summer. Of Patrick Williams learning how to work and that's going to be reflected in some of our voicemails It's been a summer of Patrick Williams learning how to work not to say that his work ethic was necessarily bad before But he definitely definitely learned how to work this summer And I think we're going to see the benefits of that whatever that is But I think we're going to see a much improved Patrick Williams, but okay enough of the topics This is the mailbag episode. Let's get into the voicemails for today. This first one is from Jamal What's up? Eddie?
1: It's your boy Jamal back again with another voicemail for you um, and just give them some thoughts about some things. Um, I know a lot of Bulls fans are kind of concerned and worried about our moves from the past offseason and what I, uh, what, you know, Patrick Ravens is going to do this upcoming season and how we're going to develop. Are we going to have to become contenders or not? I just want to let Bulls fans know something really quickly. Um, the path to winning the championship is a very slow path. As much as it seems like everything happens very quickly and that's a snap of the fingers, it really is a a very long, no drawn-out process, and I understand the fears that a lot of board players have—that you know the front office made these moves, and then they're not going to make no more, and then we're just going to be stagnant, and there's not going to be anything that's going to happen. I don't—I don't see that happening. I—I I, I don't. I think this front office recognizes that, you know, hey, we're trying to build a, not just a contender, but we want to build a championship—not just a championship, we want to build a dynasty, you know. And the way to do that is very difficult. Um, because you need a solid core group of guys that you can move forward into the next, uh, over the next couple of years. Um, not just the young guys, but older vets as well. Um, let's look at two examples. We have the Golden State Warriors and the Lakers, right? The Lakers went and got LeBron James. And they traded away most of the young assets to bring in that one championship. And that, you know, worked out well for them and got them that one championship. But now we see they're having trouble. Whenever it comes, every season that they don't win the championship or they get knocked out, they trade away everybody and they go get new people to try to redo it again. And it ends up failing for them, except for that first year when they won the championship. Whereas with the Golden State Warriors, they kept their core group intact. Yeah, they lost Kevin DeWitt and they had to go through the sums a little bit, but they trusted that they could rebuild over again. Now, again, those are a difference from what the boys have experienced the past year, but Basically, what I'm saying is give it time. Don't expect things to come a year or two within this front office. It's going to take a couple of years for them to get all the pieces together right. We're hoping that they can do it next year or the year afterwards, but it's still going to take a little bit of time so they can get the right pieces in place. You know, Let's just give them a little bit of time. I still have faith in them that they'll make the right move um, to get us into contention shift and things like that. And I think that they was just waiting for this season the past to see what next move they're going to make in the offseason or in the trade deadline. So let's see what they do. As always, go Bulls, peace.
0: And I love how, like, Jamal has kind of gotten into the space of, like, being really – like, Jamal has many podcasts when he, when he leaves in. And, you know, motivating and talking about what this – the AK and Eversley are trying to build here. And I think that's what the difference – we in a general, and I've said this before, we live in a microwave society. Everybody wants it now, wants it now, wants it now, and they forget the work that goes into it. And sometimes by getting there quicker, you burn out faster. What AK and Eversley are trying to build here isn't just trying to build a team that can just compete right away, right? Yeah, If they can get that and get the right pieces, yes. But they're also trying to build a team that you have pieces that you can continue to build around and add to. And if some player falls off or goes away, you have somebody else ready to step up. They are really trying to build. And I hesitate to use the word dynasty because dynasty is used to when you're starting to build championship teams. But they're trying to build an actual culture here with the Chicago Bulls. And we really haven't. Let's be clear. We haven't had a culture on the Chicago Bulls, at least not a positive one. Since the Tibbs era, left. right? We had the Baby Bulls era. Then we had the the that grinded out Bulls team led by Kirk Heinrich and Lou Dang and Ben Gordon before Derrick Rose came here. Um, we and then we had a a season, uh, a, a, well, era of I don't know what the hell you want to call it, right? Because like Garpacks completely like drafted poorly after like Jimmy Buck. Like What was the last What was the last good draft pick after Jimmy Bub, right? So it, it's it's the, and you know somebody in the comments said before, well, they did trade for Zach Levine. Yeah, keep in mind. Zach Levine was a throw in it. The, 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 the key to that trade was was Chris Dunn, right? And Laurie Marketing to a degree, but keep in mind, they almost traded Jimmy Butler for to for the opportunity to draft Chris Dunn straight up the year before. They didn't Gar Garth Foreman and, and, and Paxson didn't see Zach Levine turning into this player. They wanted Chris Dunn and Laurie Marketing. So what AK is doing here is trying to build a culture. He is trying to build a system. He's trying to build something that. While, yeah, we still need that quote unquote superstar piece, right? Or somebody to develop into that superstar to make us a true championship contender, but a team that has depth, a team that has building blocks, a team that's just building. And so, yeah, it doesn't feel good sometimes when like you have an offseason in which you don't use your full $10 million mid-level exception or that the the the, the ownership doesn't want to go into luxury. It doesn't feel good when that stuff happens. But hopefully the sum of this, right? When we get to the end game of what this ends up turning into and what A.K. and Eversley are trying to build here. It's not going to, yeah, it, 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 it it's going to take three, four, five years. But hopefully by the time that we get there, we are so happy with what has been built that we look back at this time fondly. And so, yeah, getting the right pieces, getting pieces. And right now, what A.K. and Eversley have done, have drafted versatile pieces. Patrick Williams, Dalen Terry, very versatile. Ayo great value at a second-round pick. It looks like he's going to turn into a starter level or a super sub in the NBA. Still maintaining to see what, or waiting to see what happens with with Marko Simonovic. But there's they're they're building something here. You can start seeing the, th- the 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 keys of it. And like I said, even bringing in Nikola Vucevic, it was a calculated risk because they didn't have any long term money attached to him. Now I know they're talking extension, and we'll see what happens to that. But again, there's a lot of questions a lot of pieces here that they're trying to build that we won't necessarily see the full picture of for quite a while and i for one am happy to have a front office in the building that has a vision one of the things that failed the the previous regime is they, they did not have a vision or a plan they just drafted 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 and hoped somebody was going to stick so it takes a while for us as fans also to adjust to that culture next up let's get into the next voicemail this one's from shea what's up man? this is shea you know i think
2: people are just riding patrick williams at this point a little bit too hard when it comes to this injury situation. Now, don't get me wrong. He did get injured, say, out for the most of the season. But you have to look at it from this perspective. He only got injured one time in his career, really. And really, this one injury was basically a freak accident caused by another player on the opposite team. Versus Alex Caruso who did get injured quite a bit, and Lonzo Ball, who did get injured quite a bit, but nobody else is given Zach Levine, Lonzo Ball, or none of the other guys like Alex or any crap for getting injured now. Don't get me wrong, okay? I know it's the same we're getting injured as a whole, but I feel like people need to lay off Patrick Williams, especially with looking at how he got injured. And since everybody wants to... Get behind Alex Caluso from Grayson Allen, injuring him. I think you should look at Patrick Williams' injury about the same way because, let's face it, Patrick Williams, although he did miss a lot of the season, only got injured one time. I feel like people are just kind of harping on that a little bit too much more than everybody else on the team when they, when everybody else deserves a lot more.
0: Flat for the injury bug more than Patrick Williams. Anyway, so What you think. Please. All right. Now the I I honestly what Shea says, I don't at least in me, I don't think people ride Patrick Williams or try to give Patrick Williams the injury prone label. I don't I don't see that. Now I think that people want to see him be more aggressive. They want to see him, you know, not be as stagnant as he is in the offense or as hesitant as 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 he is on the offensive end, they want to see that unlocked more. Now, I, like I said, I haven't personally seen anything that I think or I look at as being something that comes from people being hard on him or trying to give him the injury-prone label. That's not what I have personally seen. So I don't I don't necessarily agree with, with that, but I do think fans, they need to practice more patience with Patrick Williams. I do think fans need to stop trying to turn Patrick Williams into who they want him to be and let him be who he's going to turn into, and then see what we can do based off that. Yes, he was drafted with the fourth overall pick, which we'll talk about. Matter of fact, let's go ahead. Thank you, Shay, for that voice I man. Let's get into the next one. This one's from the 708.
3: What's up, Hayes? Man, I enjoy your content. Uh, you really make a lot of sense when you're on here talking bulls mess, man. So, appreciate the show. Um, let me get right into it really quick. Uh, man, I'm a, like a really, really diehard bulls fan, man. I've been seeing a lot of stuff on here about and how we can do it and make it a better a better team this year. And uh, I've been looking at all of this stuff that Patrick Williams has been doing, uh, looking at Andre Drummond, how we can fit him into the offense and so forth. And one year shows, somebody mentioned that he needs to be a playmaker, ball handler, distributor. Another person said play him cutting to the basket or whatever off the ball. I'm, I'm kind of like in the middle. Um, I'd like to see him be more of a play, playmaker and a half-court offense. Um, because I believe the way his handle is now, he can open up the floor for a lot more easier shots for like Demar Derozan, uh, Zach Levine, and even Lonzo Ball. You know, Lonzo Ball's handle is, is is decent going full speed ahead and pushing the offense, but I rarely ever see Zach. I mean, sorry, I ever, r- rarely ever see Lonzo Ball breaking down somebody and a half-court offense. I actually think that Patrick Williams would be better at doing that. He's, strongest. he's strong as hell. He's strong as a hox. So either he's going to draw the foul. He's going to kick it out to, to Lonzo Ball. He's going to find uh, Zach. He, I mean, he can do a lot of different things if you put the ball in his hand, I believe, in the half-court offense. And it'll, like I said, it'll, it'll free up DeMar and, and Jack and Lonzo to get a lot more easier shots. You know, he does Pat. Doesn't need to score 20 points. Everybody's going crazy with this. He's a fourth overall pick. He's got to score all these points. No, I see him more being a Draymond Green, a better version of Draymond Green. If you look at Draymond Green, he'll get the ball off the break. He can, he can play make, He can dribble full speed ahead. Um, but his energy is ridiculous. Now, if Patrick Williams can get his energy level anywhere close to Draymond Green, we got a monster on our hands. He's a better shooter. He's a better dribbler. He's stronger. They're right about the same height. So in my opinion, we need to play Patrick Williams more so like Draymond Green versus anything else. We we got no scoring options. Make him Draymond Green until DeMar DeRozan falls off the rocket or we trade him eventually after this contract is up or whatever. But at this moment in time right now, I believe Patrick Williams needs to be played like a Draymond Green. Let me your thoughts on that. Appreciate it, brother.
0: Now, he did not leave his name, so I can't really give him credit on that. Make sure you guys leave your names if you're comfortable. Some people just don't want to. Um, on the voicemails, but he talks about goes into this stuff with Patrick Williams that I was about to go into. Doing more ball. One of the things that we're seeing from Patrick Williams in almost any video that's been released so far the summer form is he's doing ball handling. He's his dribble's gotten tighter. He's he's facilitating a little bit better, like he's making better decisions. I've talked about it. I do want to see them. Put the ball in Patrick Williams hands more. Shout out to um I forgot the user. I'm sorry that uh he he left a comment saying that this coaching staff needs to use utilize him better. And yes. That's what we're seeing with Patrick Williams. Like, and, I, and I get it from both ends, right? I get the fans that say, hey, Patrick Williams needs to take it, right? But that you can only do so much of so that when you're working within a system of a team and you have players like Zach Levine and DeMar DeRozan who are ball dominant. Some of this is going to have to come from giving him opportunities and letting him either fail or succeed in those opportunities. And sometimes growth comes through failure. And so Patrick Williams hasn't like, yes, Patrick Williams has been timid. But it feels also to a degree like this coaching staff has coddled him some because they don't want him to fail. Maybe they didn't want to get his confidence down, but it's time now. Third year, this offseason, it's time. It's time to let him do more ball handling. It's time to let him start try, trying to take people off the dribble. It's time to let that shooting develop because what we see now, what this caller did and, and goes on to compare it to Draymond Green. And I, at first, when I initially heard that, I was like, no. But then he started saying he's a better, much better shooter than Draymond. And I, I can understand it in the sense that Draymond does all the little things, right? He has played, like, part of the reason why Draymond has been so effective is not just his work ethic, not just his defense he's able to play at times, but the fact that he had players like Klay Thompson, like Steph uh, Curry out there, like Kevin Durant, Harrison Barnes even out there who's getting more shots than him at one point in time early in their careers, things like that that allowed him to come along, right, that allowed him to just do all the other things? Could Patrick Williams be a player like that? Yes, but I think Patrick Williams shows even more ability to handle the ball. Some, so I really do like that comparison in the sense of like allowing him to kind of just be him, allowing him to be that that player that fills in. And I think as we're going to see, and this is going to be a season, I think we see a lot of growth from Patrick Williams, in my opinion. And I hope that that comes to fruition. Now, let me know down below what do you guys think about this? Do you like the comparison of Draymond Green to Pat- to Patrick Williams? Not necessarily in being that same type of player, but in how he's able to kind of facilitate more. Things are ran through him and off him. Does that happen as, as long as Demar's here? We'll see. But I do like the the I do like some of that, and I like the bones of of your 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 argument here. Not necessarily your argument, but of your of your thoughts here. Let's get into this next one. This is the last voicemail. This one is from Ricky. Yo
1: yo yo! What's up? This is Ricky Fontaine again. Um, we always talk about how Dalen Terry can push Patrick Williams and everything because of his competitiveness. But there's also another player we need to think about. Like, what if he is the one that can unlock all the potential out of Lonzo Ball? Like, maybe he's the one that can get that talk to him like Lavar Ball does to family. What y'all think about that?
0: All right. All right. And Ricky here. Dalen Terry pushing Lonzo. I don't necessarily see it that. Way. I don't think Lonzo is a player that needs pushing. I don't think that. Right. Now, thinking about them going at each other and practices, things like this, yes. Now, my the thing that I've always said is that. With the athleticism that Daylon Terry has, with being able to get up and down the floor, with the defense that he has, the fact that he isn't the best shooter right now, and we'll see if that comes along, I like the idea of Dalen Terry being out there with Lonzo, with the with the way that Lonzo's able to pass, with the way that Lonzo's able to, to get out in transition and in the fast break by forcing turnovers. I can see Dalen Terry and Lonzo Ball being one of the—especially if you put Alex Caruso out there, too— being that combination that really just gets turnovers, and maybe they're you know Lonzo's there to shoot threes, but they just get easy baskets because they're able to get turnovers, play solid defense, and then run, 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 run. That's what I see. I can see Dalen Terry helping Lonzo along that way, and I do think once Lonzo ball comes back, I want to see him be able to do more half court things, and if that takes. Doing that when when DeMar's off the court or Zach's off the court to allow him to do a little bit more of that. Yeah, and I like Dalen Terry as possibly being one of those running mates with Lonzo Ball while Lonzo Ball is doing those things that make Lonzo so special. That's what I think. That's what I feel. You guys can let me know what you think about that one down below. But that is it for today's mailbag episode for my Bears fans. We got Bears football coming today. This, this, this is Drop Saturday. Saturday, we got Bears football coming. So let me know down below if you're a Bears fan. Make sure you also subscribe to Chicago Bears Central, which will be doing our halftime hangouts and post-game live streams like we do here for the Chicago Bulls over there as well. Shameless plug. But that is it for today's episode. Make sure you follow the show at Bulls Central Pod. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns bullcentralpod at lastly if you want to leave us a text and our voicemail the number to do so 773-270-2799 we are the number one spot for everything chicago bulls related because of you guys you are the best part of this channel like i like to end everything on go bulls love you guys peace y'all this has been a presentation of the break break media, media.